Siri, find me a place to buy an actual CD. Calling Barnes & Noble. Thank you for calling Barnes & Noble Books. Meet your new Nook oh. Tablet 7-inch. Available now. Read for... Brandy, hi, got a quick question for you. Wondering if you guys sell CDs at all. We do. Could I speak to someone? Let me transfer you to the music department. Music department, should have guessed. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yep, I'll put you on hold just a second. Music and movies, Michael speaking, how can I help you? Michael, hey, got a quick question for you, man. I'm wondering if you could check and see if you have an album by a band I'm looking for. The band is called Mass. And that's with Mass with three S's. M-A-S-S-S. Okay. And the album is called How I Killed a Bear. It's a pretty influential uh, Minneapolis album that came out this last year. Or 2015, I guess. Two Crooks, Fowler Fair. Just a couple of singles off of that. Honest Thieves Part 1 and Part 2. Bear with me. <laughs> Touche. Doesn't appear to be in my system. Steve, any, anything by the artist Steve Gould? Uh, maybe Matt Patrick? Okay. Well, you know what? Actually, he's just a drummer on that, so never mind. I guess I wouldn't. Okay. Well, thanks for your help. All right, you bet. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. Why do you ask me? Are you talking to me? Who are you? Pop quiz, hot shot. What if I say, hey guys, Rob here. Welcome to question number three. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll say that. You should just leave all this in. Is that cool? Stop shouting. Even if it's toned down, I know. It sounds, I know. Like... It sounds like I'm yelling. Okay, hey, hey guys, Rob here. Welcome to question number three of my podcast. Rob Morgan is a curious person. Anyways, I'm here in my dining room at our table with my wife, Sarah. And Sarah, I'm thinking about some of the adventures I've had with you and some of the uh, travels I've had without you traveling all over the world with music, uh, whether or not you're there, <laughs> quit doing those motions. <laughs> whether or not you're there, there's one consistent, I have to say, about all my travels all over the world. If you had to guess what that consistent is, what would that be? I yeah. got my line. Uh, Guinness for 400. <laughs> You're right. Guinness Foreign Extra. Did you know that uh, besides the fact that over 10 million glasses of Guinness are sold every day, 40% of all Guinness is sold in Africa? I had no idea about that. Uh, Guinness, if you've traveled anywhere outside of America and Europe, you're going to see one thing on all the shelves, and that is Guinness Foreign Extra. Ooh, dark. 
You've had this before. Do you remember where the last time you've had this? Can you hand me your glass? Do you know where you had this last? I believe we were on an island. St. Martin. Mmm. Tastes like mother's milk. <laughs> you got to stop saying that. Okay. <laughs> hey, speaking of our obviously not sponsors, air quotes, uh, we still have some more of the 16-ounce special edition collectible glassware from Guinness. If you subscribe comment and rate uh we will be drawing for more of these we'll let you know if you win if you've seen any promotional material done for this online all photos and videos were taken by narrate films and you can get any information about them and their amazing company and the people that work for them on the show notes of our website thecuriouspod.com huge thank you to narrate films okay moving on I love the title of this podcast. Uh, what aren't we talking about? This is kind of the goal of what I'm looking for in these conversations I'm having with people because I feel like there's so many things, whether you are an artist, you're a creator, you are an entrepreneur, there's so many things that aren't Instagram worthy, that don't look awesome, the things we don't throw out to the universe of social media. And sitting down with Steve, pretty much instantly we got to the heart of that. Uh, I remember sitting down with another musician friend of ours uh, when Steve was in town for this interview and he was playing some shows and some studio sessions and our mutual friends said to me they were kind of struggling with jealousy seeing Steve's career. Steve is obviously a super successful musician. He is always either on the road with some amazing artists or in the studio tracking or at home with his family. So anyways... I sat down with Steve thinking that he was in town for all this awesome stuff and I'll let Steve tell you why he was actually in town. But these this is awesome. These are the things we don't naturally talk about. So here's my interview with my friend Steve Gould. Man, okay, so what are you in town for? Um, the short answer to that is that I'm in town to see my mom. Yeah, cool. Uh, is she doing okay? She's doing great. She is a strong woman, and she has a strong faith. And I think it's times like this, the, the sudden loss of her husband, that kind of experience is where you really see the strength of faith. Right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's not strong faith that makes you a good public speaker or, or a good, like... Um, CEO or even like manager of something strong strong faith shows itself when you're struggling and when something bad happens right so like my mom is she was just saying tonight like this is just such a new chapter for her it's such an unfamiliar and unscripted now what oh gosh my husband serious just shy of 50 years died out of the blue with no warning suddenly gone now what do I do Um, she's doing great I have realized that my role in it is to to be present as often as I can so living in Phoenix has that made it tough just being like this is all happening as you guys transition your complete uh, life yeah I mean I'll tell you this like it didn't make me regret leaving. It didn't, it didn't oh, make me regret moving to Phoenix. It I, didn't. No. I'm really glad that we did that, and our life there is, is really cool. 
and I'm happy about it. It just makes me want to come home far more often than I would otherwise. So he died in September. I was home uh, at the beginning of November, and then at the beginning of December, and then at the end of December over into January, and now again here in February. So I'm basically you know, back every, every month since that. And um, uh, I had a, a rector gig last weekend. Okay, yep. We did a one-off uh, in Virginia. Bu- oh, cool. Busing in and out of Nashville. Yes. And then I've, I'm doing a worship team clinic in Jacksonville, Florida this weekend. Okay. And, um, you know, those when I'm hired for that kind of thing, they can fly me in and out of Phoenix. Or they can fly me out of Phoenix and back into Minneapolis. And they don't care. Yeah, it doesn't so matter So because the two events were happening, I just... The rector people... I flew into Nashville and then I flew to Minnesota when it was over, and now I'm flying to Jacksonville from Minnesota and I'll go back to Phoenix when that's over, and and I get a free trip to see mom. And because I was here for a few days, then I was able to end up booking a few other things. Okay, so then after that, the clinic that you have tomorrow. Right. So doing a clinic tomorrow, doing the gig with Mass on Friday, uh, going to the studio with Tim Mahoney on. Or, uh, the, the gig with Mass on Thursday and Friday I'll go in the studio with Tim Mahoney for oh, cool. a couple of tunes and, yeah, yeah. and uh, tomorrow I'm doing uh, like a video shoot thing with a, a different drummer guy yeah. and just, just kind of like piecing together s- stuff to do as long as I'm going to be here but every morning I wake up at my mom's house and have breakfast with her and we hang and talk and, and it's man that's so cool that you're able to do that yes I'm very thankful I'm very man. thankful I cannot yeah I can't imagine it's like my job now. Like, I'm, I'm her only son. Are you the old? Okay. I'm not the oldest. Not my the sister. Oldest. Okay. Uh, but, like, I'm the one that's named after my dad. And I'm the male. Not that that makes me more important, but it means that my voice reminds her of him more than my sister's voice does. And, and, and my, my uh, embrace. And so I, I want to be physically present with her often enough to that she knows that I am that we are grieving together at the you know and that she's not on her own totally man yeah, I can't yeah. imagine how hard it's, it's, it's crazy I'm man I'm so sorry thank you thank you it's you know what uh, it's part of growing up as like as, I hope that doesn't sound patronizing do you know what I mean like it's everybody's dad dies and uh, somebody told me back when it happened losing your father is the loneliest rite of passage into adulthood which yeah it makes sense now now that that's happened to me but I can also say that I'm so thankful for the kind of dad that he was he was a really good dad he was a really good man, and he did a great job in the role of father. So that now that he's gone, obviously I'm bummed that he's gone, and I'm grieving that, and it feels like a loss. But that's not the the biggest emotion. The biggest emotion is gratitude for the kind of job he did. He did such a good job in his role in my life that I'm just left feeling thankful for that it's like an incredible gift to me it's like an incredible final gift for him to give to me 
that I'm not like a mess that he's gone but I'm just like thankful for him it makes me want to do that job for my kids and yeah like you like this happens and you're like okay in that spot that he trained you up right to be if we're going to use the the biblical imagery of like launching an arrow right like like a father is supposed to launch you parents are supposed to launch you into your own life and once you're there you're flying on your own now and you can look back and say thank you for launching me in the right direction not flying can we get a cup of waters yes like, like if he does a bad job of launching me, I'm not doing, I'm not flying on my own journey anymore. I'm kind of like stuck in the ground. I need somebody else to help me. I just need somebody else to launch me now because my dad didn't do it. Or maybe he like launches me and then like runs alongside and catches. Like, are you good? Are you good? You sure you're good? Are you sure you don't need me anymore? Or, or what? You know what I mean? Like, that's irritating too. So like, if he does a great job launching, then in truth, I don't need him anymore. Doesn't mean I don't. Doesn't mean I don't want him to be there. Doesn't mean that I don't miss him when he's gone. But like. But that role of launching you is. He succeeded, yeah. and as a result, I'm launched. Yeah. And I'm out doing my thing. Man, cool. And I have my own wife and my own kids. Totally. And I'm, you know. Man, that's so epic. And the, the thought of like you have like the most epic, the second of your name. I know. Old school, like. <laughs> the, old uh, school, man. Thank you. <laughs> I am like not even junior. I'm the second. The second of your name, uh, <laughs> The second of your name, yeah. What a legacy. Yeah, for real, man. That's cool. I'm happy. I'm happy to be able to tell you that about my dad. You know, I've had friends lose their fathers in other circumstances, and it's not the same. For, they're not. They're not having the same experience that I'm having now. When did you recognize that? That you weren't having the same experience, or was it beforehand? Did you know, oh, I'm not going to be having the same experience? No, I think it was after. I I just, it it was so sudden. I I had no emotional preparation for the feeling. So when it happened, I'm I'm on the plane, uh, and I land, and I have this emergency text from my sister, like, call me right away. And I call her while we're still taxiing, and she's like, Steve, Dad died. On the plane. Taxi. And, and, and I'm around like around hundreds uh, of people. Yeah, and I was just uh. like, what? And in my head, I just thought, wow, okay. I wonder what this is gonna feel like. Of course you do. Because <laughs> the I'm intellectual, like, all right, well, this is gonna be an interesting emotional uh, yeah, journey. Yeah. So I'm because because on, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm hearing this news and simultaneously realizing that I had ne- I had not done any like emotional preparing for the news, like I would have if he was sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. like I would have kind of yeah. like started to prepare myself for the for the thought of losing him. Um, and nope, like I had not done any preparing. So I'm just like, well, we'll see how this goes. I wonder what this is going to feel like. And as the feelings started to come in of, of mainly gratitude instead of like uh, obviously disappointment, obviously sadness, obviously loss, all of that stuff. I'm talking about the the like predominant emotion the one that spends the majority of the time in my heart, the, the gratitude being the majority, I just kind of looked around and was like, is this normal? It doesn't seem like it's normal, but I'm also with, you know, with all humility, I'm pretty sure that my dad wasn't a normal dad. Like he did a great freaking job. So perhaps that's one of the results is that even in his passing, I'm equipped to deal with it because he did it did a good job preparing me for that you know oh man 
That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it shows you are so deep. <laughs> oh, it's, so, it's so incredible. That's, dude, I'm sorry. It's totally my instinct. No, it's, only, it's so good. It's just like the, I just picture you sitting on the plane just like, huh, huh. Well, this will be interesting. <laughs> mm. Well, it was also accompanied by me like walking down the terminal like I think like I'm sitting in in the in in, in my seat and people are deplaning and I'm not getting off yet because I don't want to deal with the traffic jam of getting off a plane you know what I'm talking about oh, yeah. I'm gonna wait till everybody's gone before I get off so I can just stand up and walk off and I'm walking off the plane and the flight attendant says thanks for flying with us, have a great day, or whatever she says. And it actually, in that moment, feels a lot like the way film directors portray those, like, like I see her lips moving and I see that she's talking to me, but all I hear is a high-pitched whine. Yeah, dude, like the shell shock. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. Like, I felt mm -hmm. that. I walked down the terminal at MSP, because I was actually coming to Minnesota. As it turns out, I was on my way here for uh, a studio project for a, to so you play happen on a to be here are you yes. kidding me it uh, was really amazing I was able to what are the cancel yeah. cancel the studio session yeah, and, and drive straight to my mom's house and give her a hug it was really something but um, anyway I'm walking down the terminal and everything is happening in slow motion people are talking to you and nothing's coming out of their well, nobody's mouth. talking yeah. to me yeah, but they're just... walking past me and they like I'm just kind of like I live in a new world the world is different now because it doesn't have him in it. This this is a new place. I've never been in this place. What is this place like? And I'm just like looking around and I feel dazed and I feel shell-shocked. So it's it's not like I'm just sitting there being all like intellectually reflective about it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I just totally, give, I just give you crap. No, I know, yeah, I know, but I'm saying I'm yeah. trying to describe for you the experience of just wow, this here, here we go. Here we go. This is happening. People get that kind of news every day. A loved one passed away suddenly. People get that news all the time. Whether it's a child in a car accident or a grandparent that you knew was sick but didn't realize was that serious or whatever it is, right? Like that happens to people. And I know that that happens, but I've never felt it. And, and here I am now feeling it and realizing this is what humans go through. The, the human experience includes this, like sudden loss. And it leaves you feeling dazed, and it's, it's crazy. Oh man, I, I can't imagine. You will. Well, yeah. You know, and, and, and like, people told me that about having my kids. Like when I, when I first told some of my friends that, I, that we were pregnant with Betty, my oldest daughter, right? Like, some of my friends who already had kids, they're like, oh, dude, get, get ready. ready. Yep. The birth of your kid is going to mess you up, man. It's, it's one of the most potent emotional experiences you can have. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I, I bet. But I had no... You can't explain that to someone. Yeah, right, yeah, right. I don't have any category for that. I don't have any category for something like that until I experience it. Yes. The same thing is true with the loss of someone as close as a parent. You know, Both of your parents are still living? They're still living, yeah. Right, and they must be young. Yep. Given your age. Uh, yep, they are. Well, my parents are pretty young. Regardless of that, too, I think my, my parents are like 55. Mm. from 55, 56. Mm -hmm. so. My dad was 68. Okay. But, like, 
there's a dude um, whose wife is on staff at church in Phoenix. They have, gosh, I feel like they have four kids or maybe five kids. It's something crazy. And he's my age. I'm 36. I think he was. I think he was 37, and he just he just passed away. Oh, he just passed away. I'm oh, saying man. like like this dude just passed this, away. Oh man. Like like two weeks ago, super God. suddenly, got a headache, feeling sick, laid down, I'm gone, died. It happens, man. It totally happens every day, all over the place. It's part of the human experience, and I didn't know what it felt like until now. And now I know. It's just like, well, there it is. Which is interesting to me, this super actually isolating kind of experience that you use to kind of connect yourself with humanity mentally. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. makes you think of what in medieval times, I'm going to butcher what they called it, the dance macabre. Like the Latin of like the dance of death whole thing that just was the focus was to bring it to your mind of like, hey, like death is coming for all of us and that actually unifies us. Right. We all should, we shall be unified by that. And what yes. are you going to do with that information? Right. We all, just because you're sitting in first class and I'm sitting in economy doesn't mean that you're not going to die. <laughs> like we're, just because you got elected into some high public office or because you have way more money than I'll ever imagine having doesn't mean you're not going to die. Yeah, because we're all, that's part of what it means to be human. Or that someone that you love isn't going to die. And you're right. It, like In the moment that it's happening to me, it feels like wow, the world is still turning and everyone's still going to work in the morning, but my dad is gone. Why can't you all appreciate what I'm going through right now? And then... How can you How can you just be like eating a burger yeah. and feel like that burger... You guys are having a birthday party for your, for your young daughter and my dad is freaking dead. Okay, so... But that emotion is followed closely by, wait a minute, maybe that dude's dad died last year. Or if he didn't, maybe he's going to die next year. Because you know what? Everybody's dad is going to die. And we're all going to go through it. And, and I mean, it's cool that you point that out because I, I really believe that when you experience it, you'll feel the same kind of like, it knits us together. Yeah. You can either let it push you away and into solitude, which I, it does happen. I suppose. Like, I guess by people just like, or I, let it connect you. I don't know. I would argue that that is a um, selfish response. As opposed to a, like, hold on, acknowledge that regardless of how much money you have or how old you are or what part of the world you live in, you will experience joy and you will experience sorrow. Like money doesn't protect you from sorrow. Uh, being a U.S. citizen versus a citizen of, of uh, Uganda d doesn't protect you from sorrow. It's, stress is going to happen and so also is relaxation. Like, all of these things, they're, they're part of being human. And it means that the dude that lives in a completely different circumstance than me, we still have way more in common than we don't. And it's those things, as opposed to, like, what kind of shirt I have or, like, what kind of shirt I can fit in or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yo, totally. Whatever it is. That's crazy. Deep waters. Dude, deep <laughs> waters, man. That's fun. Oh, man, I love that. Should we talk about music now? What do we do? Dude, I don't give a crap about music. Oh, Come on, that's, that's got to be freaking false. Well, no, I do. You give a you give a big I do crap give a, about I do music. give a crap about music, but this this whole deal is is not going to be music based. Like, and I mean, it will oh, just I naturally. See. Okay, so here I can paint you the picture if you're interested. Yeah, I am. Uh, 
uh, not to transition, before we transition, dude, I want to taste this last one. Oh, Dude, okay. uh, before we go on, I forget about it. To your dad, man. Thank you. Dude, a lot of people are Thank better you. off because of the trajectory he set you on and the people he influenced, so. Thank you for saying that, Rob. To my dad. Yeah, to your dad, dude. And a, Whoa. a great beer to do that. Are you kidding me? It's a much stronger bond immediately than the bond that's created by us, like, doing some accounting together. Like, if we were both accountants at the same firm, that doesn't necessarily create a relational bond. We just, like, are working alongside each other. Yeah. But making art together... Yes. Even if it's somebody else's art that we're both playing, it still has like a much more potent relational bond yeah. factor, which means that like I basically go around getting new friends all the time because every time I get hired into a new gig, dude, I, like just this last weekend hanging with the Rector guys, those are some bros of mine, man, and I wouldn't know them, Ben, Ben included, Ben Rector himself, I wouldn't know them if he hadn't hired me to just be his drummer yeah. but as soon as we're as soon as he's hired me as his drummer now we're doing thing where we make music together which immediately yeah. creates a different vibe than a co-worker vibe yeah. and now we're friends yeah. and we're like good friends and me and the the other dudes in his band not Ben himself but the other other three guys we sat at Pinewood in Nashville and yeah. talked about deep stuff like passionately with each other for like three hours on Sunday night and it was just like man I'm, I so value these guys' friendship I'm so glad that their boss hired me to be his boss because immediately it turned into a whole bunch of friends instead of a boss and co-worker thing which music has such a cool way of doing that you know what I think My, that is tell me I, I'm convinced that's because you're having many arguments with each other constantly, but not always with words. So, like, you as a drummer, like, you're going to play something, and the bassist plays something, and all of a sudden, maybe you're going to change the kick pattern up, and the bassist subconsciously goes, ooh, I wouldn't have thought about that. Okay, but I'm going to go along with you. Like, if you have that relationship... Or I may push if, back. Yeah, or I'm either going to push back. Or yep, go, yep. And, like, those things, like, that push back, and then you, have, you feel that, that constant... Like making decisions together, mm -hmm. like even though words aren't Ooh. there, that bonds you. And if you can do that with gracefully, then you come out of that with friends, right? Dude. Maybe? That is know. very insightful. I never thought about that, Rob. That's awesome. Maybe? Like the idea that the, the act of making music together is a back and forth and a, like... I'm sacrificing a little bit of myself to go with your instinct. You're sacrificing a little bit of yourself to go with my instinct, but it creates a bond. The mass record is that. This is Jasper and I at Soundcheck every day, noodling around and coming up with something that feels really cool musically. It's like, man, why don't we noodle around in a studio instead of Soundcheck in Belgium? You know what I mean? Like, instead of just a random sound check where we only have a finite amount of time to do it and then we got to actually get on with the gig, let's noodle around in a studio and actually capture the stuff that we're doing and form it into a, comp a composition and release the composition as a band name and an, a song name and an album, right? Like, like, let's actually put this out into the ethos of the rest of everybody's world. Uh, instead of keeping it in this little like noodle format. Yes. Which is like, well, that's going to be a lot more work, though. 
Yeah, and like, follow oh, man, through. But I feel like we got to do it. I yeah. feel like we got to do it, you know? And I'm glad that we did it, even though that album hasn't sold enough copies to financially make it worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even though that album has not made us rich, yeah. I'm still glad that we yeah. did it because it feels like something that I just needed to give birth to. And man, I feel like the older I'm getting uh, and the more I'm experiencing and learning about the creative process, the more I'm learning that the difference between the people that are still doing it or making it or whatever, that have those big successes, are the people who make that phone call happen and say, okay, so are you gonna cancel? Are you gonna cancel a couple days to actually like show up in the studio and just take this risk of what will yep. happen? Yep. As I, under- as I understand it, John Mayer's people were not super pumped about the trio. Okay. Because the trio is not going to sell as much as the songs that are um, about the junior high and high school romance experience. And his first two records were about those things. And now I'm going to like do Hendrix covers and write about subject matter that is a little bit more um, a little bit less accessible to this demographic like oh uh, well I don't do that but but he's like no, no no I'm really inspired to do this I have to do this I really love when people follow the inspiration like the fire is not under me to do the thing that I did before even though the thing that I did before sold a lot, and if I do it again, it might sell a lot again, the fire is not in there, in there anymore. Like, nobody, like, I don't feel a fire lit, I don't feel a fire lit under me to do that. I feel a fire lit under me to do this. Yes. And that might not sell as well, but it's like, I gotta follow the thing that I'm inspired to do, as opposed to the calculations pointing to doing a different thing. Like the inspiration pointing this way, the calculations pointing this way, I'm gonna follow the inspiration way. Or I'm learning that more, you know what I mean? And the crazy thing is, that's what people connect with. That's the only thing people connect with. Absolutely, it is 100% the, the role of art to inspire you. So the artist who's inspired when they're making their art is probably gonna make it more successfully. Yes. Inspiring. It's gonna like do its job to inspire others if you're inspired when you make it, as opposed to like totally straight-faced sitting in a budget meeting, just like analyzing the way to make profit, like that we're not doing art anymore. This is just commerce, and the the the, the way that art and commerce intersect in the 21st century is is a complex machine. And I understand that there's a lot of uh, facets there, but I'm just saying that the, like the the human response to to art is always the inspiration touch points yeah, rather than the calculation thing even even though calculated stuff can still make a lot of money that's everybody knows that that's not the success of art even though in our culture the success success in general is defined by dollars like human beings anywhere our culture or no they 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 all understand that art is defined yes. by its impact yes like this is good art because it moves me not because a lot of people bought it like yeah. The only people who care about the sales are the people that are making the money. But like the rest of the culture doesn't care at all. But when something is impactful and it's really moving you, then all of the culture is benefiting. 
regardless of whether or not they're making any money on it. You know? Man, that's so good. Dude, this, that, this red is really good. It's so good. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, Keep that's, this is awesome. <laughs> that's the one you that's spilled. The, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I may ask for a little bit more. <laughs> I, I, I might ask for a little more. Okay, man, sorry. I, I've spent a ton of time being as a side man. When you're a side man, you have that commerce side that says, okay, what do people want? What is this person I'm playing for want? How do I get hired? How do I get hired? And you, so for me, that looked like looking at people that were getting hired that I respected and I liked what they were doing and emulating. And you have to do that mm-hmm. to an extent. Sure. But then there gets to the point that says that only gets you so far you had some point you have to break away from that and say which I feel like I'm at now and says okay what would get me pumped even if nobody even if nobody uh, else connects with it I mean it, it could be that you are a unique enough human being that the thing that pumps you up doesn't pump anybody else up that that could be the case but more likely Again, going back to the conversation we had about shared human experience, it's more likely that the thing that pumps you up is also the thing that's going to pump up others. And if you're not pumped up by it, you have no basis to think anybody else will be. So if the thing that you're playing is bumming you out instead of pumping you up, why would it do anything different to your audience? To anybody else. Like, uh, why don't yes. you play something that pumps you up? Because at least then you've got some basis to, to, to believe that it would pump somebody else up. I fully endorse that idea. Like, dude, play the thing that makes you inspired and makes you con- uh, happy and like creatively stimulated and like all of that. Like, play that thing because that's probably the most. I think that's all good chefs are doing. They're they're making dishes that they think taste good. And 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 like like good uh, architects, they're making buildings that they think look look good. I don't want an architect to make me something that he thinks looks terrible. But we'll sell. But he sells it to me anyways. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. If you don't like it, why, why should I? <laughs> like, wait, tell me what you don't like about it. <laughs> like, you yeah. think I'm an idiot? That I, yeah. like, you you know that it sucks, but I'm not going to know? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, tell, like, give me the thing that you're really proud of. Yeah. Because it's probably going to be the most widely uh, cele- uh, shared experience. I don't know if that's relevant. That's so good. Felt, felt like it was for Dude, a second. Dude, it's so there. relevant. Oh, man. <laughs> I remember hearing that the album you guys did. I was like, this is next level. I mean, <laughs> that album is so good. I'm glad you like it. I'm, I'm so excited to see what the crap you guys do on Thursday because there's who no... Who knows? We haven't even rehearsed yet. It We've perfectly. never played live together other than that one time in the studio. So Thursday, we're going to rehearse for a little while. Did and you then overdub we'll see it what in the studio? Uh... After the fact, I think Matt did a few little things here and there, but no. I mean, we didn't, that wasn't the point. The point was to create something with just us. And if it felt like, if it felt like it would benefit from an overdub, then we overdubbed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. That album's awesome. Thanks, man. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm very proud of it. Again, from the spirit of, like, just giving birth to something I'm just glad that we did it I'm proud of it because it exists what would happen not because I think it's the best music that's ever been created but because at least we at least we made it happen you just had a question you're like what would happen if we sat down yeah Yeah. Like and followed that through and Uh it was enough to actually do it yep and this is what happened yep totally Uh, 
Okay, I gotta go pee. But I feel like this is a good ending point because I might I end with that, dude. I agree. You're so awesome. Thanks for hanging Likewise, out. Likewise, Rob. Thank you for making this, this happen. This is so good. Dude. I appreciate the beers. Oh yeah, and the man. discussion. I'm pumped to smell my jeans tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna quote you on that. So I don't always end a conversation with a friend over beers by saying, I can't wait to smell my jeans in the morning. What happened, halfway through the conversation, I was talking, talking with my hands, waving my hands all over the place, getting animated with Steve, and I knocked a perfectly good Belgian quadruple ale all over the microphones, knocked it all over the table, all over my pants, all over my seat. So we were joking about my amazing smelling pants that obviously are going to smell like Belgian beer in the morning. All right, so here's the deal. You can either leave it at this, press stop right now, or I'm going to play the entire track of the title track of the Mass album that we were talking about. Steve Gould, Matt Patrick, Jasper Nephew, How I Killed a Bear, in its entirety, right here for you. Enjoy. And please remember to subscribe, like, and comment on this podcast.